Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What will the Cowboys do about tight end, tight end Dalton Schultz? Well, there is one scary chart that suggests a potential departure. But tonight we will take a look at much more than that, including... Dalton Schultz's projected contract, according to Spot Rack, and much more stats, what Jake Ferguson means into this entire conversation. So we'll talk about it all on tonight's episode. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. Remember that every thumbs up puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Without any further ado, let's get this show started. Here we go. One, two, and three. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's start things out with a quick gut feeling survey, a poll, if you will, here on the chat. Shout out to the people on the YouTube chat, on the Facebook chat. The question is, gut feeling, is Dalton Schultz staying or living? He is set to be a free agent. And, you know, the 800-yard season, over 800-yard season happened in 2021. Not that far away, if we are being real. But it was a disappointing year for Dalton Schultz in 2022. So how do you balance that? Do you think he will stay or do you think he will leave? Mitesh says, depends on his contract demands, 100%. But what do you think exactly his contract demands will be? Not exactly, but like taking that into consideration, do you think he's staying or leaving? Uh, Gregory goes with leaving. Jesse as well. Uh, shout out to Ines in the Facebook chat. Shout out to Toxic saying, uh, Mo, are you wearing your Letterman jacket? Of course I am. Listen, hey, here is, this is the Isaac Alarcón College right here. Uh, that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> Shout out to Toxic Tom. Thank you for joining the show. Catboy Casualty says Toxic Tom. Ines says, hopefully staying. Uh, what, <laughs> what demands can he have, says James? Yo, man, <laughs> so, hey, only only a few people will understand what Joe Mesa is throwing out on the YouTube chat. That is that is crazy, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, like I know it's not even uh, hate. I know it's just some some joking in Spanish. <laughs> I appreciate the the troll link. All right. I think honestly, 
I think the chances are that Dalton Schultz is not sticking around. And tonight, I want to look at one graph that is particularly scary if you are looking to pay Dalton Schultz what he is likely going to ask for. And we will also take a look at that in a few moments, just as soon as I figure out how to share the screen here really quickly to you all. But uh, all right, here we go. Man, this is from none other than the man, Austin Gale over at uh, PFF. He does a great job with analytics and all of that. But Dalton Schultz was bottom, was in the bottom of the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to total EPA on targets. Look at that graph. That's one scary chart, if you ask me. Look at where CeeDee Lamb is at. CeeDee Lamb had the vast majority of EPA on the Cowboys. Look at the huge difference between Lamb and then T.Y. Hilton on second place. And I wonder how many of that, how much of that is the third and 30 play, which had to be an insane number. But the fact that T.Y. Hilton is second in total EPA for Dallas Cowboys pass catchers tells you all that you need to know about how things went for the Cowboys uh, skill position players, especially in the passing game. Because keep in mind, this is not EPA per target or something like that. This is total EPA. Like all of your catches put together, how valuable were they to, were they to the team? Schultz is not only negative numbers, but he will have the most negative mark among Cowboys pass catchers. And how can a number be negative when it comes to EPA? For those of you who maybe uh, have not really dived into the analytics world, just a quick explanation on this, a quick 101. You can have negative efficiency if the play is unsuccessful. So if the play, say it's a tackle for a loss in the running game, that generates negative EPA per play. Or if we're talking about, I don't know, third and 15 and you get a five-yard catch, then that's a negative EPA uh, play. Dalton Schultz did not contribute much to the Cowboys in 2022. And when you see it, you know, on the screen like that, in a chart like that, it really hits home. And I know that, you know, Schultz was injured for a significant period of the season. Not only did he miss games, but he played hurt when he did get on the field. So that plays into it for sure. But also, I, I have my, my questions about the Cowboys wanting to pay Dalton Schultz what he is likely to the man and speaking about that and speaking about that uh this is sport racks market calculated value you tell me what you think about that one according to spot rack dalton Schultz has a market value of four-year deal 60 million dollars over 60 million dollars that would come in at an average of 15 per year and that would rank him second among tight ends around the NFL. I think that's a high number. Let me just say that before we move on. I think that spot rack might be proven wrong here a little bit. Because I don't, I don't see Dalton Schultz getting paid that even if he hits free agency. But then again, the market dictates all. And there might be one team. It only takes one team that is desperate enough for a productive tight end 
that might pay him that. Uh, I don't think that he will get to 15 million per year. I think that it will be closer to 10 million. I think it could even be below 10 million per year. But that gives you an idea into just how complex the Cowboys' decision is at tight end. I will say this. Schultz is not a player that will keep defensive coordinators up at night. Travis Kelsey does that. I can guarantee you that the Eagles coaching staff is sweating thinking about how to handle Travis Kelsey. And that's even without Tyreek Hill anymore on, on the Chiefs too. Like they, they, they don't have, like Kelsey is the one weapon for that offense. Of course, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andrew Reid. That's a whole different story. Dalton Schultz is not that guy. Uh, Schultz is productive though. And Schultz will find ways to be productive in the red zone. I think that's his biggest thing. He, he can get it done in the red zone. We saw it too uh, late in the year and in the playoffs too. But he is not a guy that will cause opposing defenses to say, you know what, maybe we need to put our best safety on this guy all game long. Maybe we need to bracket him when he goes inside. Maybe we need to keep uh, two set of eyes on him when he goes outside. I don't, I don't see Schultz being that kind of a player, even though he might have relatively, and even that is in question now, uh, reliable hands. So I don't, I don't see the Cowboys paying that kind of money or any other team uh, doing that, actually. But hey, Dalton Schultz has been good enough to get himself in that conversation. He had one very productive season. Let's see some of your comments here on the show. Uh, we've got, wasn't his tag around $14 million as a Gregory? Yeah, well, you, you could double tag him. And we talked about this possibility last year here in ADZ Sports Dallas. And it's a, it's a an interesting scenario, but also I could see the Cowboys not wanting to do that. Maybe they do. Uh, hey, listen, Gregory, this is a good point. And you're making me think right now with this. You are making me think right now. Because here is, and, and we're going to get into Jake Ferguson in a moment here. Because I see the Jake Ferguson comments now. Uh, Brian says, go with Ferguson. And their shot and McKeon and Draft. And somebody else had said, uh, Gregory, oh, it was actually Gregory. Uh, Ferguson is younger, faster, and cheaper. Kai says, as soon as Ferguson did his hurdle, I knew that it was over for Schultz. So yeah, Jake Jake is a big, big part of this conversation, and we'll get to that. But before we even do that, here's a quick parenthesis that's, that can make us think even more about this. Could you tag Dalton Schultz again? It's inflexible for the cap. It, it, it's not helpful for your salary cap situation. And if you're not aiming to keep him in the long run, then it would be an odd decision to tack him and have him, uh, you know, cost that much against the salary cap. But the argument to go ahead and do that or even pay Dalton Schultz is the fact that you're going all in, supposedly, quote unquote, all in. I don't know how real that is, but they have made the moves when it comes to the coaching staff. Does Mike McCarthy want two tight ends on his offense? I can guarantee you the answer is yes. Uh, that's what he did in Green Bay for a long, long time. His offenses had two tight ends in there. 
or one fullback and one running back, but he likes those condensed, heavy kind of formations. Does he go ahead and, you know, pound the table for a franchise stack that guarantees him two tight ends? I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on the franchise stack, but that would be my case for it, okay? That would be my case for it. Like, just because it is an all-in year, just because you're trying to give Mike McCarthy the best weapons possible, maybe get him one more season out of Dalton Schultz so you can have that possibility to run 12 personnel. That would be my argument for that. That would be my case for it. Uh, but I, I would still bet that uh, Dalton Schultz is not coming back to Dallas. Chase Blood says, I don't think that Schultz is a must-keep. We have a couple of other tight ends that can play for a lot less money. And that gets us into the conversation of Jake Ferguson. But before, hey, actually, I had one more slide for you. Let me share it with you really quickly. Because uh, this really just drives home the point that, you know what, Schultz didn't have the best year. This is by this is a tweet by DeFi Talk Cowboys. And I am spoiling you the game because the tweet was about guessing the player. I am spoiling it for you. Uh, Dalton Schultz had the six drops most among tight ends in the NFL. 60, excuse me, 66.3 catch percentage, 35th in the NFL. 91 passer rating when targeted, 31st in the league. Only 3.3 yards after catch per reception, 38th in the league. And he was fourth in the NFL in penalties, even after he missed two games. And when you compare that passer rating, which, by the way, I think it's even lower, according to PFF at least, it is even lower. Jake Ferguson had a better season when it comes to passer rating. Now, fair, sample size is an issue. Dalton Schultz had 86 targets, and he had a 80.4 passer rating when targeted. Ferguson was at 22 targets, 129.9. But the key here is, is the yards after catch. Because if you, if you want to point towards Jake Ferguson being a promising prospect, you have to look at the targets. And you have to look at the rating, the yards after catch. 6.4 on average compared to Schultz's 3.3. Huge difference. And Ferguson, and shout out to Shane Carter, by the way, he uh, from, from ADZ Sports, he had an article about this on the website today, and he pointed out the fact that they actually asked Ferguson to block quite, you know, a significant amount of time. And he did that well. I think that Schultz might have the better off of Ferguson in this area. I think that Schultz is still the, the better blocker. But Jake Ferguson showed willing, willingness in the blocking game, both when running the football and when passing the football, when he was a pass protector. I can see Ferguson really stepping into a bigger role next season. And even though sample size will always be a concern for me, he's a player that I would bet on. Definitely is. And we know that he was also kind of a, I don't want to say Mike McCarthy pick because I don't want to like assume that McCarthy picked him, but he was a guy that McCarthy gushed over during the offseason and during the preseason and the regular season. 
He's a guy that I would bet, I would be willing to bet that McCarthy would feel comfortable, you know, writhing at the position. My question from me to you, second of the show too, from one to 10, what is your confidence level on Jake Ferguson becoming the number one tight end? Like if he becomes a starter, Schultz leaves, from 1 to 10, how confident would you feel on Mr. Ferguson yards after catch machine? And while you give me your answers, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. Remember that you can choose Freeman Mazda, and when you do so, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer, you can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas. Or you can check out their website and their wide range of new and used Mazda vehicles. You can check out the pictures of each and every car. You can check out the features of them as well. And as we do every single week, we do have the ride of the week lined up for you. And that this time, we're talking about the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S. This one starts at $24,225. It's got all-wheel drive, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, a Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 31 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out FreemanMazda.net and their dealership. The ride of the week, bringing you prime time, as always. What's your confidence level from 1 to 10 on Jake Ferguson? Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. 11 plus, says <laughs> Gregory. Okay, okay, we're getting crazy. We're getting crazy with, with Jake. Uh, Dwayne says 8, Toxic goes with 4. I need to see a lot more, says Toxic. Cletus goes with uh, 8. Earl goes with, he might be able to do some big things. And Ines goes with seven. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a 6.5. Because I am high on Jake Ferguson. I like the draft pick when it happened even. Uh, but I was blown away by what he was able to do after the catch. Like I can see Jake Ferguson being a legitimate receiving tight end in the NFL. Because those those plays in which he was able to show yards after catch skills, that was something that I did not expect entering his rookie year. So I can see him stepping into a bigger role. But also, if I would if I was in charge of this team, even if if I realized that paying Dalton Schultz was going to be a tall task, I would want to bring somebody else in whether that is via free agency on a cheaper deal or whether that is at some point in the middle of the draft, maybe. Because I'm not talking about a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. I'm talking about bringing somebody in that can really give you another option. But more than that, it can give you the possibility of playing with two tight ends. Because with Peyton Hendershot, even though he showed some good stuff, I'm still not very high on him. Like, I... I understand that he had a great rookie year, but he also played way less than Ferguson. 
who already had played less. So I'm not I'm not ready to feel confident with Ferguson and Hendershot at the wheel. I would like the Cowboys to see. I would like to see the Cowboys adding somebody else at the position. So that's my stance on the whole tight end position for the Cowboys. This will be one of the most intriguing position groups that we will see this offseason. What will the Cowboys do with Dalton Schultz? Because I will tell you what one possibility is too. They could allow him to test the free agency waters. They could allow him to, you know, field some offers. And if those offers that he gets out there are disappointing and not what Spot Rack has in mind for him, like a $15 million per year deal, we might see the Cowboys sneaking the negotiations there. Not that they're known for winning bidding wars, but I can see, I, I could see, even though I, I wouldn't say that this is the most likely scenario, I can see the NFL market not valuing Dalton Schultz as high as we think that they will value him. And if that is the case, can the Cowboys sneak in there and get a cheaper deal than maybe all of us expected? That could be a, an interesting uh, scenario for sure. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I want to unleash a new segment here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime during the rest of the week. So we have this show and then two more before the Super Bowl on Sunday. And by the way, we will be live here uh, after the Super Bowl ends on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Um I want to implement the Super Minute. It, it will probably last, uh, you know, longer than a minute, the segment. But, hey, I know this is a Dallas Cowboys show, but we should get some Super Bowl content in because it is a big game. Cowboys fans want to see the Eagles lose. So what we're going to do on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is we're going to share a one Super Bowl thought one minute Super Bowl thought and the question for you guys in the chat right now is what is your one minute Super Bowl thought number one whatever it is it can be a bold prediction it can be just a take that you have it can be your score prediction whatever you want it to be what is your one minute Super Bowl thought number one and then towards the end of the show we'll close things out with our one cool thing of the week Here's my one-minute Super Bowl thought, and you can read a full article about this on adcsports.com, uh, Kansas City. I wrote it for them today. But I think that I've seen, I've seen some people say that the Kelsey Bowl storyline has been overblown. I disagree. I think it's actually been massively underrated. Because, yeah, it's cool. It's cool, Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, the first two brothers to ever play in the Super Bowl against each other. But it's not only that. It's not only that a coincidence. We're talking about two of the best players of the era. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey have the most first-team All-Pro honors combined than any other brother duo in the league. That includes the Mannings, that includes the Watts, that includes the Matthews brothers, the Charbs brothers. All of those emblematic siblings that we've seen at the pro level are bested 
by Jason Kelsey and by Travis Kelsey. They have nine combined first-team All-Pro seasons together. And it's not like one of them has eight and the other one has one. Jason has five and Travis has four. That's how dominant they've been throughout their NFL careers. So listen, what the next time that somebody tells me that the, J the Kelsey Bowl storyline has been overblown, I will come back and I will say, you know what? It, it's actually been underrated. That's my one-minute Super Bowl thought number one. Let's see what you guys have to say. Bruce goes with, can they both tie? <laughs> that would be fun. Burn Eagles, Burns is the Wayne. <laughs> Toxic Tom goes with the Nulls. Who has, as Gregory, the most dominant defense between the two teams? Eagles. I would say the Eagles, yeah. And the thing about the Chiefs' defense is that they don't have a great secondary, but it's also not a liability. And I actually want to touch on, maybe we can get an angle on this later on the show, but from an, a Cowboys point of view. But it's crazy how little they pay their cornerbacks. Like they've done a tremendous job of drafting cornerbacks and getting defensive backs in line. Because I think that they are 31st in spending at the secondary. And that is a great way to build a football team when you're paying as much as you are paying Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones. Toxic Tom says, my one thought, why don't we build, like, why don't we team build like title contenders? Good question, Toxic. Because I will tell you what, Brett Bitch has been a genius when putting that team together. And even the Tyreek Hill trade is making him look like an absolute genius. So that would be the one-minute Super Bowl thoughts. And now, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the one cool thing as well. For those of you who are new to the show, every Tuesday night, we have our feel-good space here on the primetime show. And that is the one cool thing. It can be something personal, professional, sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want it to be. Let me know what your one cool thing is on the show. And let's get out of here with some good vibes heading into Wednesday. My one cool thing is a sports-related one. My one cool thing, it's all about the UFC because Jair Pantera Rodriguez is fighting for an interim featherweight world title on Saturday before the Super Bowl. And let me tell you something. Jair Pantera Rodriguez is from my state in Mexico, Chihuahua, Mexico. So I always get excited when he fights. Uh, looking forward to seeing him uh, on the cage. Last time that he was uh, in there, he beat Brian Ortega. Two fights before that, he went at it with Max Holloway. And that was a competitive fight. So that is my one cool thing. Uh, I'm excited about the UFC this Saturday. And of course, I could have said... I could have I could have said the you know the, the Super Bowl, but I didn't want to keep it that that obvious. Dwayne Brown says my 35th wedding anniversary. That's awesome. Congratulations, Dwayne. Congratulations to the missus as well. Uh Toxic Tom says I have to get my wife and a girlfriend 
<laughs> a Valentine's Day gift. Any ideas, Mo? Well, Toxic, <laughs> I know that this is a joke, but I will tell you what. I cannot give you ideas just in case uh, the so-called Mrs. Mo is listening to the show. I don't want to spoil my idea. Joe Mesa says, my one cool thing is my daughter's team was about to tie a hard team in soccer. They usually lose a lot to a little. They went one-on-one, tough game, and competitive. High school. Let's go, Joe. Let's go. Congratulations. Man, uh, I-, I can tell you, when I played soccer, my team also lost a lot. I- I'm pretty bad at sports. <laughs> well, not not really. Like, uh, I was I was very decent on track and i was very decent on football during my one short lived season and football career <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that will be it for tonight's a to z sports dallas prime time do me a favor and hit the thumbs up put this show in front of more and more cowboys fans by hitting the thumbs up every like puts this show in front of more and more cowboys fans so do me a favor with that and as always Remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Thanks so much for tuning tonight. Tuning in tonight. Uh, I will see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central. In the meantime, you can check out my articles over at ADCSports.com. You can check out Skywalker Steel tomorrow morning. Thanks so much, and I will see you tomorrow, miércoles. Muchísimas gracias y adiós.